You can support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and I'm joined by Lauren Keller. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. All right, team. Uh, I was listening to the latest episode of Hero Nation on the Geek Therapy Network, hosted by the wonderful Sophia Ansari and Brooke Warren. And Sophia mentioned that she was watching Contagion and other movies of the such. And she said, I do this because that's how I process things. I like to like watch things that are about that so I can process it. And my, my initial reaction was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and, and then I was like, oh, nope, that's pretty much what we talk about every week on GT Radio. <laughs> Welcome to GT Radio. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Where we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. So for me, I've been avoiding most pandemic, apocalypse, end of the world zombie anything uh media like last week we talked about animal crossing that's that's the mood i'm in that's pretty much what i want <laughs> animal crossing is is about that's your where vibe I be. right now that's my vibe right now that's where i want to be uh and and i've been avoiding a lot of the the disasterness talk of it um even even at work have been put on the spot a couple times now where it's like oh sway like can you tell us about you know what it's like to 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 live uh, or and work during during a disaster or after a disaster like what should we expect and i love reliving that trauma for for my uh, <laughs> my workmates um and so when when i have a choice i've been avoiding it uh, altogether so mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of been where i'm at but i've been I've actually been really wanting to get back to The Walking Dead right now. So, oh, but, I gave but, up on Walking Dead a while ago. Well, I haven't given up on it. I'm just not. I mean, like, like many shows, like once the season is over, like sometimes it takes me a while to get back. Mm-hmm. And and so I haven't come back. I still I still like that show a lot. Um, but so so that's kind of where I am. Where where are the two of you? Like, Laura, where are you at in in this type of thing? I mean, I might be okay with watching some of these, like, Contagion, Outbreak. Uh, I really like Outbreak. I watched it a lot when I was younger. Um, have you watched it recently? No, I have not. Okay. So I can't watch any of these things because my wife gets pretty anxious. And so I think she doesn't want to watch any of it because she feels like it would raise her anxiety. Hmm. A lot of times in many situations, like... I will want to watch something that is worse than what I'm going through because I can point to it and be like, at least it's not that. At least I'm not having that situation. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I like watching family dramas and stuff when there's family drama going on. I like to watch family dramas when I'm sad because I'm like, at least my at least I'm just missing my mom and it's not like I'm missing my mom and someone lost a baby in my family and this other thing. Like, there's a whole lot of, at least my life isn't that. And they're going through this and making it through. So maybe I can do it too. I, I was uh, thinking more like, oh, like, damn it, I got on a car accident. And then you watch like the day after tomorrow, where, like the whole world is, is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but. That that makes a lot more sense, what you're saying. I I mean, some of this, like, we talked about this in the music episode. Like, we li- we're sad, we listen to sad songs, and it helps us get through. Sometimes we need those happy things. But, like, being able to watch people make it through on some level kind of makes it feel like maybe we can do it. I don't know. Other people, it makes you more anxious and think about all the things you could, that could go wrong. Like I'm terrified right now. I'm I'm pretty uh like anxiety levels are are manageable, but like mentally, like I can't you know, the more I think about it, the more scared I get. So I'm not I get that. I get like wanting to or wanting to avoid 
some anything that you think might make it mm-hmm. worse. Which is why, like, I, I don't. I mean, I'm still listening to the news, but I'm trying to. I'm managing the news, in right, a, in a, right, right, right. In a certain way, I'm not. Rest- I'm trying restricting to, the news. You listen to credible sources. You don't watch it twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain times, usually while playing Animal Crossing to balance things out. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to handle it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. We so, have a rule in our house: no scrolling through Facebook before bed. Um, or talking about anything. Usually in life, it's like no finances, no politics, no whatever right before bed. Now it's also no coronavirus. Got it. Yeah, that's um, that's not a bad suggestion. Yeah. It's like if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna have your limits and do like a couple hours or whatever of news, like do it earlier in your day so you can do other things to get your mind off of it. <laughs> Do you call each other out on it? Um, like, like usu- it's getting real close to bed. You're talking about finances. Cut it out. Uh, we call each other out on it when mm-hmm. it's that. Usually, I'm the one calling her out on coronavirus violations. Gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the good news is that usually when we're call- when there's a need to call each other out at night, it's because we're trying to share good news with each other. And that can be helpful, but also good news is another saturation point of like, that's another thing of thinking about. Like when we talk about vaccines, we're still talking about the virus, which is something that for me, I'm hit particularly hard between the two of us because I hear about it all day. I've had several clients in the last week or so say, hey, can we just talk about video games this week? I don't want to talk about coronavirus anymore. And I say, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's all day, every day, and I can't really avoid it. So, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What about you, Lauren? Where are you on this, um, your media consumption and world events? Um, I, I feel like mm, typically my, my reaction is, is, uh, like Sophia's is where I will, I will watch the, you know, the Contagion movies and the stuff like that, um, as a, as a way to sort of process what's going on. Um, that being said, I have not watched very many lately, partly because I have discovered that there aren't actually a ton of uh, like pandemic movies that aren't just basically zombie movies. Um, and also because I've been working my way through the Friday the 13th series, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is not at all about uh, any sort of virus or contagious but it is about an unstoppable death <laughs> that is coming for you. Um, so kind of coping with that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it really comes down to, you know, of course, as we've said, the individual person, you know, what if you're, you know, it, you know what works for you. If if you're anxious and, and you need to calm down and, and how that works for you is watching something soft and soothing, um, you know, do that. If it's uh, the other way where you, you know, you want to watch the extreme, high tense, violent stuff and it's like, well, that's not me, so I can calm down now. That works too. I think, um, oh gosh, and this is something I should have mentioned last week as well, but um, it's, uh, it's called needs and gratifications theory. And it's basically the idea of why we consume the media we do. What need is it fulfilling and what uh, what is it gratifying to us? And that is, you know, different depending on the person and it's different depending on the piece of media. But um, I definitely, you know, I definitely understand people who the need right now is to escape from reality. So, you know, watching movies that even if they're very dramatic and fictional, they're still based on you know planet earth uh is is too much but you know that it it also goes the other way for people where um sinking further into it makes it less less scary and less overwhelming because you're choosing to engage with that um rather than having it thrust upon you yeah 
when we talk about horror, right, it always comes down to this, right? It's like, oh, we can we can manage the fear. It's in a it's in a nice little container <laughs> that we that we can even enjoy it, right? Even yeah. if something, even if fear is something that we can that we might struggle with. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, part of it is it's you know it's safe. It's it's not real. The t- you know the TV story can't hurt you. So th- that's an aspect of it. There's also the aspect of you know in a lot of cases there is a positive ending where your hero or protagonist succeeds at defeating the bad guy or the virus or surviving or whatever the case is. And so you get that that positive outcome where where there's like at least you know all this bad stuff happens, but there is a happy ending possible. Um, and that can be very soothing as well. Mm-hmm. It may even just help you visualize a a victory or success. Yeah. When mm-hmm. maybe right now it's it's hard to envision one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I. I. I don't. I, I can't think of anyone who's seen like Outbreak or any of those movies um, recently. I used to work at Fort Detrick, which is like usually mentioned in in a lot of these movies, because mm-hmm. it's where the the U.S. military keeps. I think they used to keep anthrax and stuff like that. Like it's it's where it's they probably have, where the smallpox thing is or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they have a bunch of labs there where they have these horrible <laughs> um, viruses, and uh, it was it was interesting. We used to joke at work that we didn't know what happened on the first floor of our building. Like we we had to come up like we would we would go to go to work and we saw people like in lab coats and stuff go go you know to the lower levels of our building but we we never like they wouldn't talk about what they were doing and we had no idea what was stored like right below us <laughs> in mm-hmm. the floor right below us and that was funny it's not so funny today <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, but there was there was definitely some some levity uh, to it, and I, I don't know. I remember that feeling very different. But you know, we we talk about um, that was like a, an aside. I don't even know where I was going with that. But the <laughs> right now the I, I like that you mentioned Lauren the the part of the like handling fear in a way that's like manageable, right? It's like it's like we're we're choosing to do it. Yeah, it's. it's um, we have some control yeah. over it. But then like the other part, which is the or the other version of that, which is kind of the using it to process is is cool. Like, I mean, I think that at the most basic level, that is what we what we usually call conversation starters. Right. It's like we can watch a movie. I've never actually seen Contagion. I don't think I don't know. Neither uh, have I. Yeah. I don't know. What to, I remember Outbreak, though. Outbreak. I watched. it was on TNT like. All day, every day. That's a Dustin Hoffman run, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The monkey with Ebola and the monkey, and yeah, I love yeah, that okay. movie so much. And then, and they had a happy ending, like it wrapped up very nicely. What was the ending? Uh, he gets saved. Like I think the I monkey think or Dustin Hoffman, not the monkey. <laughs> oh, Dustin Hoffman and his ex-wife, I think, get back together because of the Ebola virus and all of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, and it was a it was. Like it's a thriller movie. It's definitely not a horror movie in that yeah. way. It's like a suspense kind of thing. Um, I just remember. I can't. I think I watched that movie when I was like ten or eleven. Like was the first time I watched it, <laughs> <laughs> and it was on TV, and I just kept watching it because it was always on. And I don't know. I liked it. Hmm. I haven't watched it in a very long time. Maybe I'll watch it now. And see how I feel, <laughs> but I would have to do it with my headphones on, so my poor wife wouldn't have to listen to it, or she can just go play Animal Crossing in the other room. Got it, got it. Well, like something like Outbreak, which I'm pretty sure mentions Forty Trick. It's like I could, I could watch that movie, and at the very least, I could say, "Hey, that's not actually Forty Trick. I used to work there. That's mm-hmm. something else. That's a different <laughs> place. That's a lot on, uh, you know, in in L.A." But then you can contrast with like what's happening now. It's like, Oh, like I, I think that's almost like a cool conversation. Right. It's like, Oh, like they said that this would happen. And that's kind of like what we're experiencing now. Or like, Oh, look at that. And like, this is like a real crisis and it's nowhere near as bad as what they were showing there or vice versa. Like th- there's all these conversations that you could have that maybe like, yeah, like many of us are avoiding them or, or are having these conversations out of like 
I don't know, with weird context, right? Yeah. And maybe, maybe a movie can, can make it more manageable. Like it's really hard to have a discussion where I'm talking about something I saw about Corona on TikTok and my mom is talking about something she saw on Facebook and they're like completely opposite <laughs> things that can't both be true. <laughs> but the movie can kind of build a framework for yeah. everyone to work around to talk exactly. about it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And just kind of have a conversation. Yeah. Hmm. And you know, it's it's funny right now. There's so much information, and too much, too much information. Yeah. But and 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 some of it, I'm sure, like like as usual, is misinformation, right? Some of that mm-hmm. stuff is wrong. Sometimes I see something and I I repeat it, and then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I have no idea if that's actually true. I know I heard it from somewhere, someone, right? And I'm like I stop myself. I'm like, what's actually? I have no idea if that's that's true. Or I'll see things with a with a part truth, like a list of things you should be doing. And some of them are really good ideas and some of them are not. Yeah. And being able to figure out like what's reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ha ha ha. Media literacy. Yeah. You didn't realize you'd be practicing that constantly. <laughs> All the time. But it's 2020 and that's where we're at. Yeah. It's so there, not just there, for politics, people. <laughs> there's there's an educational component, right? I think to, that sometimes we we might go to these films like, oh, maybe I'll learn something. <laughs> and I mean, on one hand, uh, uh, specific movies that deal with the idea of a pandemic may feel like, like, oh, maybe maybe I'll learn something, or like, oh, or you or you remember something from from outbreak? You know, like I remember from outbreak this this this, or some medical drama where there's you know an outbreak inside a hospital. I'm sure you've seen tons of those, Lara. Uh huh. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> you learned a lot uh, from those. I did. Uh, <laughs> don't be stupid. Okay. Okay. I like that. Don't lesson. be stupid and walk into a quarantine zone. Yeah. Yeah. With no protection. Don't do it. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good lesson. That's a good lesson yeah. to learn. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I, I I think you know there's there's a part of that. Uh, Actually, I mean, I, I agree with yeah, you, Josue. Yeah. There is definitely an aspect where, you know, our our brains are searching for useful information for keeping us alive. And so anything we're consuming, even if it's fictional, our brain's like, this might be important. I'm going to save it. But the yeah. other side of that is there is also um, an aspect to especially watching, you know, like a pandemic dramatic horror movie, which is, you know, intended to be over the top, to watch something like that and and to be able to go like, I know that that's not true. I know that that's not possible. I know that that would never happen and have that sort of like, it's fun to watch this thing because I know that that stuff can't actually become my reality. The last time you brought this up, I I, I know I reacted the same way. I'm like, I, I, I think you give human beings too much credit. Well... Like, most of the time, we a lot of people. Most of the time, I don't know. I don't know the specific numbers. It, yeah, I haven't, I haven't measured. It, and I, it depends if you're coming <laughs> at you know. Obviously, I'm coming from a position of I don't even know how to just consume media anymore. I am always I the back end of my brain is always doing some sort of fucking analysis. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what happens when Wish what I could you turn love my brain. becomes your work. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know that that happens. That that can happen with average people you know you spend a little time being mindful about you know what you're watching and why you're watching it um but yeah like you say a lot of the times is people aren't uh consuming media as a processing tool so much as in a, a distraction tool yeah exactly um as far as as far as deliberate action goes right? yeah <laughs> or deliberate selection yeah um and and the educational part it just that's also not deliberate itself, right? Like we're we're talking about the idea of maybe going to watch something. Like I was looking, I was trying to get a copy of the Zombie Survivors Guide, mm-hmm. just for just just as a conversation piece for this episode. It's checked out of everywhere, of every <laughs> library. So <laughs> other people are thinking the same thing. Uh, yep. Maybe there's something useful in there. <laughs> maybe uh, they know something you don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, transferable skills from the zombie apocalypse to mm-hmm. to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh but the, the educational part happens in like if it's the only version you've seen, like I'll I'll use the very specific example of Fort Detrick again. Like very few people know what Fort Detrick looks like. So if you see the movie, 
why would you not think that that is the place that it is, right? Like when you watch a movie and they're like, oh, you know, we're in New York. People who are from New York are like, that is not New York. Get out of here. Well, it's like when they do, um, I've seen so many shows, like I watch Scandal and I watch House of Cards and I watch all these shows about the White House. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows the Oval Office, but every version has a different way that the, that the outer offices outside the the Oval oh, Office look. That's true. That's yep. true. It's always different because you don't know unless you've been there. Yeah. And that yeah. might be a way of protecting things. Like people who have been there and been on tours might know what it looks like, but putting it on television for the world to see is a little different. That's such a good, that's a, such a good example. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, we've got the white, we've, we've got that oval office now, but who's, who's behind that door? Like on the other side of the door, is it your um, receptionist over here or is there a direct hallway to the press yeah. secretary's <laughs> office? Or like, is there the emergency? Like it's so different. bathroom. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you watch scenes from those different shows, it's very different. That's so good. That's so good. That's, that's a really good example. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you. I do have my moments. Such a great example. <laughs> the Geek Therapy Network and all of our projects are made possible by the supportive listeners like you. You can become a patron for as little as $1 a month and gain access to exclusive content, behind-the-scenes stories, swag, and more. Sign up at any tier and we'll send you a welcome kit in the mail anywhere in the world to celebrate your first month. Thank you so, so much for supporting us. We couldn't do it without you. You can learn more at patreon.com slash geek therapy. I was also thinking about watching something like uh, I thought of another like a pandemic kind of uh, well, it wasn't a pandemic, but uh, Andromeda strain. I watched that when I was in seventh or eighth grade in science class. It is an old cheesy bad movie (laughs) i feel like watching it now because it's set in like the 70s Hmm. i feel like watching it i would not be as focused on the stress of the the pandemic or whatever the whatever you want to call it this strain is killing all these people in this building and they keep having to go further and further down underground in this laboratory Hmm. um as as far as like safety protocols go or whatever and they're trying to find a cure for this this strain and i feel like because of the ridiculousness of their hair and the acting and the the way they look and how they interact with each other i think i would be focused on that instead of the pandemic piece <laughs> like it is so bad it's like a b movie hmm. it's so bad but so good i liked it when I was younger, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a, a like scary movie style um, parody of pandemic movies right now. I would, yeah, I would probably that that might not be bad. I, I might enjoy that, the, like like a yeah, like total spoof of of pandemic movies. I think it mo- a lot of people might feel like it's a little soon, but. Maybe not. I mean, you see all the videos on TikTok. Everybody's laughing at everything. It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, that, so that is That's just another helpful. thing that depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where some people are going to be, you know, more sensitive to it for longer. And some people are going to be like, I need to laugh at this. Otherwise, I will cry. Yeah. 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 Gallows humor is a thing for a reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so the, the the hardest thing right now about if you wanted to possibly avoid all sorts of um, pandemic related media is that everybody's fears are also different because the way it's affecting everyone is very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like in these movies, as far as I can remember and, and know they're all dealing with the same exact fear, which is that everybody is, uh, possibly going to catch the thing and either die or get um, or get very sick. Nobody in none of these movies that I remember, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember these these parts of it. Was talking about the unemployment rate <laughs> and social isolation. We have to protect the economy. And Final Fantasy VII remake possibly reaching your house late because. 
who knows when it'll arrive? Or how can you access it in the mall if the mall's closed? Well, like, and the movies don't take place over months of being yeah. stuck inside, like, and wanting to see other people. And I need to get out. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Or, like, the the reason why I wanted to watch Walking Dead was because, really, that's a show about the shitty things that people do. And sometimes the things that you have to do to survive once your world uh, is turned upside down. And kind of like that's that's what's happening now right like for for the vast majority of people they won't get sick but everybody's being affected by it one mm-hmm. way or another and yeah and so and you hear stories about you know the spring breakers or you know the people freaking out at the at the bank or the supermarket right because fighting are, over toilet paper yeah yeah all all kinds of stuff and yeah, it's again like like the like like the hurricane, right? You're like, oh shit, a hurricane's coming. You know, like none of those disaster movies are talking about like the people fighting over gasoline afterwards, you know, or the lack of communication for months or, or lack of electricity and things like that that are the the aftermath or the you know the things that that happen over time. Mm-hmm. So it's almost it's almost impossible to avoid um, things that kind of remind you or, or or you know bring things up. Like I was. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing <laughs> and I was stressing out over the stock market in the game. Stocks. The stocks, yeah. I didn't I didn't even find my my didn't get up early enough to get the the turnip person. <laughs> Me <on> neither. <laughs> I missed it the first two weeks. I completely missed it because of the same reason. I, I woke up, I just forgot, and by the time I remembered it was too late. This Sunday my uh, a friend of mine texted me at <laughs> 9 a.m. He's like, don't forget your turnips. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it finally. And we're recording on Wednesday. And so I could only check Monday, Tuesday, and today, Wednesday. By Tuesday, I was I was so stressed out about it that I today I was like, I don't, I don't care. If it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to sell them today <laughs> as long as I can get a profit. I'm I'm too stressed out about it. The stock market is a real problem right now. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a core part of the economy. Um, actually, I in so so I've never I've never bought stocks. I've I had um, I had money in a four hundred one k a long time ago back in uh, when I worked as an engineer. And when the recession came, I lost so much of what I had put away. And then just now, like it was, it was probably in February where I was like, you know what? I should start thinking about this. You know, I'm in my thirties. I should start putting some money, uh, aside. So I went to, I think it was, I think it was Robin Hood Betterment. I think I did both. And one of them is like, okay, so just invest money like in the stock market. I did. And like a month later, I lost 33% of it, right? Like it just like the stock market had, it was terrible. It was not, yep. it was uh, not good. And, and all I put was like, I literally, I was just getting started. I just wanted to test it out. So I put like 30 bucks in one and, and then I get, think I got a free stock from another one. That free stock like plummeted like most stocks did. And and then and the 30 bucks I did was down to 20 bucks uh, in, in, you know, in like a month. And I was like, Wow. So people who have way more money just lost way more money. And uh, that's, that's, that's real. And something as, as like Animal Crossing simplifies it, <laughs> you know, like it simplifies everything. Like in, in Animal Crossing, you get stung and you can swell up and then you just make some medicine real quick, take it and boom, you're good. It's not how it works in real life. Uh, the stock market doesn't work like it does in, in Animal Crossing either, but it still reminded me of it enough where it, it kind of stressed me out. I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to pick up the turnips next week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, it it's not, it's not real. It's, it's a, a but it's, it's hitting that like, oh God, what's the word? Um, verisimilitude, mm-hmm. where it's, it is truth adjacent. It is just truthy enough that it is stressing you out. <laughs> I've been wearing the, so on my second day in Animal Crossing, the doctor's mask appeared. So I've been mm-hmm. wearing a mask in the game since day one. <laughs> and the first time anyone came to visit my island, I was, I kept running away and, and typing like social distancing, like stay away. <laughs> right? I was like, I was using Animal Crossing to like make jokes about this thing. 
Yeah. Uh, and then, and I haven't. But I, then you're reminding people about what, like, the whole point of the game is so that you can be near people. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Just, I, I think it's funny. Uh, but, it but like, funny. I haven't taken a mask off. Like, I, I changed my mask. I found a I new know, mask. I know. I saw. Yeah, yeah. You have several masks now. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, and, and still, right? Like, I, like, so, so the, obviously the context that we're living in, it's, you can't turn it off. Um, and I, I guess that's one part to, of controlling it. I've actually been stressing out because I don't have a mask. So, uh, even just like going downstairs to get the, the mail has been uncomfortable. Like today for the first time I wrapped a, a shirt around my face mm-hmm. because now, I mean, once the CDC recommendations came through, I was like, all right, we got to cover our face with whatever we got. So it's cool if I, I'm just going to wear this, this t-shirt wrapped around my face. Um, also, it was so tight that when I spoke to the, re- the receptionist downstairs, I was, I was trying to—I <laughs> I was so mouthful because I couldn't. It was too tight on my face. Um, sir, coronavirus stories, funny stories we'll be able to share in the future, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but in Animal Crossing, it's like the—it's—it's the, it's there, and still, even though I'm like wearing the mask and trying to make some light of it. Uh, or like have some control over it maybe is what it feels more like. Right. Um, also like a reminder, like I think, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I'm like, Oh, right. Like why does my character have a mask? Oh, right. Because we're, I should, I should be wearing a mask. <laughs> Everybody should be wearing a mask. Um, that would be, that would be helpful. And still the stock market, uh, freaked me out. Hmm. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I do have stocks. I have a lot of stocks. Real life stocks. Real not life turnips. stocks. We're not talking not turnips. turnips. I'm talking okay. I'm talking real turnips. Okay. Like real <laughs> Wait, life. Wait, turnips? What? <laughs> no turnips. No turnips. Real real stock market stocks. And I had a really hard time when the market crashed, what, a couple months ago. Uh, now I'm okay. And um, Not in your stocks, though. No, well, well, yeah, a little better than the before. Things have gone down and then mm-hmm. a little bit up and then okay. down and a little bit up. And that's what the stock market is supposed to be. But I was able to get a reframe from like my dad. I, I called him, talked to him, and he was like, you know what? Now's the time to buy um, because it's low. So whatever. Um, side note, I have a 401k now and I've never had one in my life. Uh, so... Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but the the stock market in the game doesn't stress me out. Like I was happy to get like I don't know, thirty bells better per market or per per market, per turnip. When other people are getting like maximum like deals. Um it's it's just something and I missed the turnips on Sunday and I was like, eh, it's okay. I don't know. I think having the real loss of a significant amount of money makes it less stressful for me that it's some turnips and some fake money that I could earn back really easy by fishing. <laughs> you know. Well, I don't have any real money, yeah. So yeah. that's why this this stresses me out way yeah, more. No, no, no. It does. I don't have turnips. And you need turnips to buy turnips. I don't have those turnips real turnips to buy turnips. I'm out of nips. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny that you guys, the two of your your two stories and and experiences with stocks and 401ks, and I'm over here. I graduated in 2007. Um, uh, <laughs> when I became an adult, I put my bought mitzvah money into mm-hmm. an account to accrue money um and the then it was the t- and then it w- and then it was 2008 yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then it was 2008 and it took me till you get like one cent interest on things yeah it took me like another eight years to get back to where i had originally been with my mm-hmm. bot mitzvah money mm-hmm. and now i don't even check it anymore because it just makes me feel bad i know yeah. it will look bad and it will make me feel bad and so i'm just pretending it doesn't exist yeah <laughs> exactly exactly and that's kind of what i've been doing with with the money i have mm-hmm. with the stocks like it's gonna do what it's gonna do i didn't have that money before um and it looks like my, like i at this point in my life i don't need to worry now if i were my parents age i would be panicking 
but I don't even have a misfit money. I'm like, <sighs> I got those thirty, those twenty dollars now in the stock market. That's it. You would have got your bot misfit <laughs> money like twenty years ago, Josue, and that money would be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't ah, ah, ah. Terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. You would have spent it on video games already. Maybe. Yeah. The only yeah. reason I have or, it or is because equipment. people kept it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How have you not spent it on video games? Right? Speaking of video games. They put, <laughs> yes, video games. So so I know Plague Inc. Uh, like mm-hmm. went through the roof. I bought it because it was like 99 cents on, on uh, iOS. I've never, but I still haven't played it. What is Plague Inc., Lauren? It's um it is a tapping game um where well usually you are playing as the the virus or bacteria or various other forms of invasive buggies um and you are trying to infect and wipe out all of humanity. Mm, interesting, interesting. What a yes. lovely concept. However, recently, very recently, very as in like this past month, yeah. um, Plague Inc. put out a new version where you are playing to fight a plague, um, which I have not tried out that that version yet. But um, to me, it sounds very, very cool. It's more similar to the board game pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That board game is fun. That board game is fun. Game is a lot of fun. There's digital versions of it too. Yeah. On multiple platforms. I think it's on so, Twitch. So I mean that that's no. totally a thing right there. Is the idea of like, you know, the Plague Inc is is it's it's a silly little game and it's um, you know, most of the time you're just staring at a map of the world and you're clicking on little dots that pop up to collect points so that you can spend the points on making your virus more powerful or more contagious or more lethal. Um, and and there's something, I think, kind of, like, awesome right now of the idea of, like, you know, normally that's fun, but right now that doesn't feel very fun right now. So let's, like, turn it around, and instead we are going to be defeating this plague and people just being like, thank you, that is what I needed right now. So and- so I, I think that that story is really cool. When I heard it, I was like, oh, that's cool. But I also felt like, oh, like this company... like it described, I imagine that they felt exactly what you just said. It's like, oh, that doesn't feel so cool right now. But before I mean, they I, came- I was playing like well, the that's regular what I- one. The yeah. first couple of weeks of, of the quarantine, I was playing uh, the regular Plague Inc. Um, on and my so phone, were, like before bed. So were and, millions of people. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like when they released that, they were like, "Oh, the the super popular game Plague Inc., which is at its peak right now, mm-hmm. when people are actually living through that experience, yep. um, is getting." A new game mode. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it was it was I don't know. It's it was I I f- I guess it falls under that category of like, give me a version of this that I can control or a version of this that is yeah yeah. Manageable. I mean I think I think it works sort of both ways. Is either either way the player is getting to express agency, um, in into a premise in which. In reality, we have absolutely no agency over. <laughs> and so whether you're taking the side of like, oh, I'm going to be the virus, I'm going to I'm going to name my virus coronavirus and I'm going to kill everybody. Or I, you know, I named the virus coronavirus and I'm going to defeat the virus through the game. Either way, it is giving you the ability to express power and control over a situation Um where most of us in real life have little to no impact in yeah. any way, except by staying home. Yeah, but that doesn't. <laughs> I know. I know. That doesn't know. feel. Um, it, it is a choice. It is expressing agency, but it doesn't feel quite the same way. Right. My isolation it, it's score not today did not go action. up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, hmm. I mean, I've I've played. I'm trying to think because I know I've had those moments where I've played something or watched something and felt dirty. <laughs> like, like this doesn't feel right because the world is different than when the media was made. 
or even that's a good example like you like watch a sitcom from like <laughs> the, the last like before you know the year 2000 and mm-hmm. you're gonna see stuff that's like oh actually, actually on hero on hero nation there was um that same episode sophia was talking about how she's watching disney plus a lot with her kids so she's watching old movies that she watched as a kid and she's watching them with her son and she's like oh this is not appropriate like, this is not okay <laughs> these movies have not <laughs> aged well at all what were people thinking back then <laughs> so it's kind of that feeling right where it's like oh i love play gank and it's like oh shit now it's like it's happening it's mm-hmm. i don't Again, I haven't I haven't played the game yet. Uh, I picked it up because I was I was very curious. Like, why are people playing this? And geez, there's a, there's a game uh, called I always forget the name of the game. Uh, Lauren, what's the name of? It's a military shooter where the protagonist uh, has PTSD. Uh, Spec Ops, Spec Ops: The Line. Okay. And that game. I've always had this weird relationship with that game where it's like, it's, it's very well acted. The story is incredible. And the way it um, discusses mental illness is, is fascinating. And it's one of those games where after you play it, you're like, wow, like, like that was an experience. And now I get what the, what the game was trying to say and the story was trying to tell, but Mm -hmm. that is a fun game. Like I went back and started (laughs) trying to get all the trophies afterwards. (laughs) And yep. you felt dirty about having fun. And after after a while, I was like, "Huh, I'm having fun playing through someone's uh, traumatic experiences and uh, PTSD symptoms." Because the way the game works is like you're you're playing through um, some of his symptoms and you're experiencing them in a particular way. But like, I think the gunplay is real good, and those trophies were really good. And I've always <laughs> felt weird about that. And I've always like there are times when I'm like, I, I don't think I actually got the platinum trophy. I kind of want to go back and finish that platinum. And people talk about the game all the time about how like it's it's a really great representation, you know, of, mm-hmm. of mental health and and uh, like military experience and great story. I'm like, but it's also fun, guys. Why does nobody talk about how fun it was? <laughs> <laughs> That's an example of it for for me. So I imagine again that a lot of people are are going through that now um, with different types of media because again, like this is an experience where like there's just so many different effects uh, right now that were that were yeah. unexpected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're going through something completely new. I mean, there have been pandemics and plagues and and shelters in place before, but not the way that we are experiencing it now where we have access to so many more people through the internet we have access to so much more media um film tv shows video games books music more than ever before and so it it is it is really interesting to think about how coronavirus and the and this pandemic has and will continue to reframe the way that we think about certain pieces of media or certain themes that occur in media um, just because we're living through this experience right now. So I don't see... So I, I, I agree that it's a new experience, but I think that the reason why it's new is none of the pieces are actually new. All the pieces are old and actually very common. They're all just happening a lot and all at the same time it's like oh the stock market crashed and people are dying from an yeah, illness yeah and exactly. people are are like losing their jobs and and it's like everything is well all it's, at once. it's all of those pieces plus we have multiplied we have more ability to see it and hear about it and witness it than mm-hmm. ever before and so it's not just that it's like doubled up on bad shit happening at one time it's exponentially a bigger deal because we can we can perceive more of it at any given moment and the news is 24 7 cycle and that's why it's important to try and limit your yeah set set boundaries for your own safety sanity well-being right so you can you can control some of that right like you can not watch the news all the time you can you can choose what kind of media you consume to a certain extent, right? Like I'm yeah. not saying 100%, but there's there's some control 
over yeah. that. Like, like I haven't watched a, a pandemic movie or a zombie movie throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching mostly sitcoms and, and stuff. But in those shows, like people, people get sick, people lose their jobs, people get, people die, mm-hmm. people, um, like there, there's, there's all of the things that are happening now are, are happen. Like, we're like normal, right? Or like one at a time was like, meh, you know, uh, I, I was in a meeting last week and someone was like, kind of said what, what you said, Lauren. It's like, this is like, but not exactly what you said, but they were like, this is like, this has never happened before. And I'm like, actually this kind of stuff, like what we're all experiencing right now, like there are disasters in different places. There are mm-hmm. places, people who are displaced. There are like, it. all these things happen and they're happening all the time, but way more geographically, geographically focused, never all at the same time, never at this, at this level. So, so these are, it's not like an alien in, an alien invasion would be brand new, <laughs> but we'd still have a lot of media about it. Uh, but but like I'm trying to think like there there are, there's nothing new yeah, here. So it's, it's it's in everything that we're talking about, and you would see yeah. it. It's hard to escape it, escape any media reminding you of it. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely Animal Crossing. <laughs> it feels Including it feels Animal like Crossing. any one of these aspects would be like the uh, the season finale, like big dramatic thing that's happening on Grey's Anatomy except that this is like if you played all of the season finales at the same time <laughs> oh shit this is like this is like Cabin in the Woods this is like Cabin in the Woods oh no who was it that I talked to I talked to somebody this week that said that they watched Cabin in the Woods while they were at a at a work meeting like oh, it's great it's coming full circle <laughs> oh man we're living oh man yeah living Ooh. in wild times yeah 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 wow okay any other any other video game points um you you want to bring up uh Lauren? i i did i just wanted to add a, another note i thought of earlier that i i for, failed to mention um for me specifically playing plague inc was uh fulfilling a need for me in that it was hard for me to win at the game as in it was hard for me to infect and kill all of humans on earth and so there was something soothing to me about the idea of like i'm playing as the virus and i'm doing my very hardest to kill all of the people and i couldn't succeed and huh. so there was there was uh, uh you know the little back of my brain was like as bad as you know this pandemic gets you know statistically speaking it won't get into Greenland or, or Madagascar, so we're probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that reframe. I like that reframe. Yeah. Like if the game were impossible to beat, I don't think it is, right? But if it were impossible to to reach that state of like you wiped out everybody on the planet, that would be um that's like a that's like an interesting uh that would be an interesting message, right? Like, like mm-hmm. from the company, it's like, don't worry. Like, it, 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 it. Even if, you, even if it really wanted to, it can't. It can't yeah. do it. That's that's kind of hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There's uh, there's lots of good video games related to various plagues and illnesses. If that's that's the thing you're into, but um. I think everybody here is definitely on the um, the Animal Crossing page right now. It's like, oh, I, yeah. I don't want to dip further into the scary pandemic stuff. I want to go to my nice island where everybody is cute and there are fruits. Yeah. I mean, I did think about picking up Resident Evil 2 this week again, <laughs> uh, but I decided not to. Um, I don't know. Animal Crossing for me is easier to like pick up and put down during the week. Um, yeah. Like I only have 10 minutes here and a half hour there and it's really easy to hop on and hop off. Um, it's interesting. The other game I've been playing is Good Job and like that game, literally you go to work and you like destroy things. And I'm like, <laughs> I miss going to work and this is... This is <laughs> I want to destroy things. I I don't want to destroy my office. My office is very lovely, and the people that work there are wonderful. (laughs) But, like, uh, 
I feel like that game would be very satisfying for someone who did not like working right now or the people that are having to work right now in the stores. Or the people who got laid off and want to go back to work and just like destroy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. So that game is, yeah, it's so fun. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's like Job Simulator and and other... uh, there's a lot of job games out there. In, in, in Job Simulator, can you put a plug across a like door so that you can shoot someone in their chair through a wall? Job what? Simulator is more of a more of a physics uh, game. It's yeah, it's it's jo- it's like you try it's to pour a cup of simulator. coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, good job is is fun. You can do all kinds like you pick up a bench of seats and push. It into a p- bunch of four people who are in your way and they sit down and you just throw the chair. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, this could have been like four different episodes. There were different things that we um, could have uh, gone into. Maybe we'll go into, maybe we won't. I don't, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We may just talk about we're Animal living Crossing in next plague week. times. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, the educational part is something that um, I, I'm really excited about, I mean, something that I, I mean, not just now, but in, in general, like this idea of what, like what we can learn from media and, and games, especially in the interactive sense. So I just wanted to bring up that in an upcoming episode, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure when exactly it will be released, but we're doing the, the interview in a couple of days on Rolling for Change, a, a, another podcast on the Geek Therapy Network. And we're going to interview someone uh, named Mads Flo, is, is his name, uh, He's from Denmark, and the game is called Vaccine. He's got it available on Board Game Geek, a free print and play version, and it's designed to be uh, edu- like more educational to teach people like how viruses work. and And we thought that that was really really interesting. He made it in response to this, so it's like specifically playing with COVID uh, nineteen. We haven't actually tested it, uh, but. I don't know. If there's other stuff like that that you hear of that you see out there, please let me know. I would love to see it. And if you're interested in that conversation, that's coming up on Rolling for Change. So I've, I talked about Hero Nation, Rolling for Change. Geek Therapy Adventures is out. Uh, it's live. And uh, Brandon put up a, another episode recently with sound what? effects. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And... We've got our new anime show out, Otaku Ryoho. That one, that one's, that one is consistent. John is being consistent. I am, I am so proud of him. I'm proud yeah, of you. Yeah, I saw there was a new episode out. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, that one, you know, it's, it's, you know, we've got these, we've got these ideas, the these, these passion projects, and uh, anyway, I'm, I'm super proud of the network. As always, uh, you can go to geektherapy.com to learn more about this show and our other shows our blogs and everything we're working on and uh, information on how to get involved in our community spaces like our discord are all in the show notes or reach out to us on twitter or uh, email us thank you so much for listening remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week mm, bye This episode was brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters at the evangelist level and above, including Mark, Booney, Lydia, Jamila, Adam, Doe, Gay, Pat, and Joe Lynn. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.